Big Apple. I wanna be a part of B. story i'm your host ian kath this is episode 42 it's been way too long i'm finally back behind the microphone it's so good to be back unfortunately i've had to uh, go and get some work and unfortunately the sort of work that i managed to pick up was a bit of film work and movie work is the sort of thing that just sucks your life out of you and unfortunately that's where i've been for the last month or so and it's just taken all of my time and I haven't had so much time as to even do a little blog post, which is a real shame and I've been missing it a great deal and I've been getting particularly anxious in the last few weeks. But all's good. I got sacked last week, so I managed to get a, a month's work and a bit of income and I'm back behind the microphone and putting together a few episodes for you. And the episodes are the ones that I recorded while I was in Buenos Aires. I actually recorded four proper Your Story podcast episodes and this is the second of those. And it's wonderful to be back. I've mentioned to you before that this is a labour of love and I don't earn any income from it. It's been two years that I've been on this whole podcasting journey, learning how to do it, basically, and uh, getting the skills on board and taking the time. And to do that, I actually dropped out of the workforce in order to be able to develop the skills. But unfortunately, I've pretty well run out of cash now. The trips and and uh, the lifestyle of learning how to do podcasting has meant that I... Uh, have used up a fairly large amount of money and it's time to actually start generating a little bit at least from time to time so hopefully the uh, things will be all right for me and i'll be able to keep doing what i need to do in order to be able to keep living the lifestyle that enables me to do the podcasting thing which i love doing i really do for your information the site to go and check things out of course is as you well know yourstorypodcast.com you can leave a comment at the end of the post you can also send me an email chat at yourstorypodcast.com. It's always good to hear from you. I'm really interested to know what you think. I don't know because I'm sitting here in a vacuum producing content here and I don't actually know a great deal about what you guys are up to, where you're from, who's out there listening, 
There's a few people on Twitter who uh, mention a few things to me from time to time, and I know that there's a few people out there. And hello to all my Twitter friends. If you want to follow me on Twitter, it's Ian Kath with K with uh, Kath with a K. Just uh, check that out on Twitter. Actually, if you search Ian Kath, I'm pretty well everywhere. I'm on the first three pages of Google these days. So you can't really miss me on Facebook and all over the place. Talking about that, we've got a uh, Facebook fan page too. Uh, make sure you sign up for that and see if I can send you some comment. The site is where you can stumble and dig, and also it's where you can get a hold of the music that I use, which is from Iota Promonet. They're the good folk who enable me to use royalty-free music for podcasting, and it's always good to give them a little bit of a plug because they give me the service that is so cool which is the music that we've got bubbling away underneath that I mix in with the stories that you listen to. Anyway, let's get on with today's show. Like I said, today's show is the second of four that I have to for you from Buenos Aires. The last one was Mike, and but today we have Eric. And Eric is a relatively young fellow who I got to spend a few hours with in his apartment. And I think it was Ricoletta from memory. Eric explained to us how he for a long time had been wondering about the fact that he thought that he was quite different to everybody around him and the way he was thinking and how eventually he realized that he wasn't alone and that there was a lot of people out there who think much like him. I met several of these people on the very last night which I mentioned on the last Your Story and Endem episode and in discovering that he wasn't alone he also discovered Dr. Ron Paul, a a congressman over in the United States and he started a Ron Paul in Spanish website in order to help promote some of these ideals and the ideals are those of basically fairness. We have quite a lot lengthy discussion about this. It's a bit of a rambling discussion but you'll understand where Eric's coming from and the good points that he has to say. He also makes some comparisons with the US and Argentina and how at least initially as far as the way that the countries were both set up, they have a lot in common. It's just that they've drifted in vastly different directions over the last well, couple hundred years. Eric's doing his little bit to help try and uh, fix the situation for a lot of people. Basically, this is Eric's story. Eighth of July, two thousand nine. I'm sitting here in Buenos Aires with Eric. Welcome to your story, Thank and you. Um, you may be one of the few Argentinians that I get to meet while I'm here. Uh, and it's it's really wonderful to actually talk to a, a real Argentinian rather than a migrant, somebody else who's maybe come here from outside because they have a perception of Argentina that's going to be different to you because you're immersed in it. You've been here for, well, how old are you? 31. Okay. And and you have some ideas of the Argentinian culture, which I have no idea about. And I'd like to talk to you about that, some of those things. And you were led on to me by Fred, who picked us up at the airport and drove me to my accommodation. He says hello, by the way. Does, yeah, <laughs> great. Yeah. I'm going to have to thank him. I think he might be driving me back home. Nice. Back to the airport. I think you know, he's really looked after me. And uh, he said that you're an interesting character because you run the Spanish version of the Ron Paul website. 
mm-hmm. which we'll get into a moment. If you don't know who Ron Paul is, you'll learn all about him shortly. Uh, but I also want to talk to you a little bit about you know, the Argentinian culture, what's it like, what do you think of the city, and uh, just a general sort of your opinions on all sorts of things. So was, you're, you're 31. Yep. You're, you're, you speak extraordinarily good English. Where, and it's got an accent, I'd suggest probably American, U.S., Probably, yeah. I had an English at school since I was a little kid. Yeah. Um, and uh, that's where I got the base of the language, probably. I really don't know how I learned the language because once I was out of school, my, my English wasn't very good. I might have caught some of the accent uh, working for a U.S. company uh, where we had a lot of U.S. customers and we would talk to them, you know, all day long for probably five hours a day. So. I picked up a little bit of the accent there. Did you ever live? Have you ever lived in the U.S.? No, I did spend uh, four four months, uh, like four years ago, in Colorado. Okay, but it was mostly skiing, and uh, I'd say the only words I learned there were I don't know, powder, snow, and <laughs> snowboard. And that, oh, that's he- about he- it. Hello, baby. <laughs> Can I buy you a drink? <laughs> I went with my ex-girlfriend, actually, so that wasn't something I was learning. Keep your hands off her, you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, what are you by training? What's that? What, what, are you, what, what, what is your profession? Um, I'm studying business, okay. and I'm, I have a business. I'm, um, it's uh, internet-based. Okay. I'm very fond of the business and being an entrepreneur and trying to find my own way through, through things and being free yeah right it's a bit like a lot of people i know we're all trying to work out a way of earning a living while being on the internet right exactly it's not like uh completely internet based uh since uh it's uh very uh, an eclectic business because uh, we sell uh, from products to uh services and whatever uh, we might find but uh well you've got another website too and that's the ron the spanish ron paul website Tell, tell us how you got into that and who Ron Paul is, for those who don't know. Well, that, that's fairly new in my life. Ron Paul is a, a U.S. representative. Um, he's from Texas. It was probably a year and a half ago. I was right here sitting on this couch, and I was uh, watching TV. The, you know, the primaries It was the Republican debate to see who, who was going to run for president. And uh, I was watching CNN in Spanish here. I was listening to them, and you know, it was more of the same. They were all saying pr- probably the same that they've been saying uh, for years. Um, and I've been always very, very apathetic to politics. I, I wasn't interested in in politics at all, and uh, I never found anyone that had my values or my visions of life. And all of a sudden, when I was uh, listening to this debate, a man started talking, and he actually was making sense. And that made me, you know, I, I was surprised. It made me pop my eyes. I was, uh, who the heck is this guy? You know, where is he? Who is he? So I I read the uh, on the screen. He was a representative from Texas. His name was Ron Paul. I had no idea who he was at that moment. And uh, he only got to speak, you know, for a few seconds, and that was it. So I went running to my computer, and I started looking at him f- for him, for, for for his name on Google. 
I started reading about him and actually it said that he was a you know a man that had certain principles and values that I are very much fond of. I never thought that there could be or exist a politician nowadays that had those values and principles and that actually stand for them. So I started kind of following him and you know he was uh, trying to run for office uh, going to debates and uh, doing interviews, so there was quite a bit of information about him in, in the internet. As time passed, I was, with each day, more amazed about him um, and about the coincidences we had in, in mind. I'd say my stand in life and my values and principles, they don't come from information that I have, but mostly from common sense and thinking and regular and normal process of life, you know? That perception of life and those values and principles to be coincidental with someone that you don't know, it has to be a very, very surprising coincidence. And it was for me. Um, I can say now that my life changed since a year and a half ago. I'd say I owe that to, to Ron Paul. How, how has your life changed watching a U.S. Um, presidential candidate? <laughs> That's a good question, right? Until a year and a half, I thought I was the only guy in the world who thought like I, I do, basically. <laughs> I know it sounds crazy because now, um, with some time passed since I, I knew about Ron Paul, I've met a couple of, of people and I, I know about a whole movement of people that are like-minded. What are, what are the things that resonate with you and Ron right. Paul? You know, what are the well, the, what I can, the most basic value I'd say is freedom but that comes even from uh, from a more basic background I'd say that is uh, life itself if you if you consider yourself to be entitled to your life and you and you appreciate life ultimately you will come to the conclusion that you have to be free in order to be able to live your life and to live and to survive what I know of Ron Paul, and I've been following him since about the same time, mm-hmm. about one and a half years, is that he is basically against the system whereby people in power, generally using corporations, are controlling huge numbers of people and huge amounts of wealth. And he basically wants to shake that down and open that system up. And I know that he's trying to audit the Federal Reserve. Uh, Is that the sort of thing that you're talking about? That that by breaking apart those restrictions that are there, people have the freedom? I'd say that's a a very little detail on on liberty. I'd say the the liberty, of course, it's going to be freedom from other people, right? My freedom ends where your freedom starts. Uh, that sort of of thinking. It's all based on the non-use of the non- starting of violence uh, to don't don't initiate force on other people that that i would say it's the most basic uh principle of liberty and it's uh it's very intuitive once you you think about it but it has to do with values uh i'm not sure if uh it would be useful to argue with someone about liberty if he doesn't have certain values that you have to choose and, and cherish because and, and create an on daily basis. For instance, if my one of my values is honesty, 
and I go outside and I don't know rob anything, car or whatever. I, I cannot hold uh, honesty as one of my values because I don't practice it. But if I believe in honesty and I practice honesty, first I just want to be one of my values. What you're mentioning is uh, it's a bill called HR twelve oh seven. And it's about auditing the uh, Federal Reserve. That's just, you know, one, one, very important though, but one step, only one step into the process of being free, which was very well started by founding fathers, uh, Jefferson mainly in, in, in the U.S. Federal, it's, it's a whole story, you know, Federal Reserve government nowadays in the U.S. and and how um, the system works nowadays is very, very far away from the liberty that the U.S. founding fathers wanted for that country. Um, and Ron Paul is just, you know, trying to fight his fight and uh, with his resources. And one of those efforts was uh, to run for for the candidacy of, of the presidency for the Republican the Republican Party in 2008. He did in 88, I think, uh, for the Libertarian Party also. You know, it was very nice to know that he's just a piece of the iceberg, you know, the tip of the iceberg. And there's a lot of people that have the same values. And I'm sure they came through the same process of thought and, and, and or a very similar process of thought that uh, what I've uh, been doing for last 15 or 18 years. Why did you start the Spanish version of the Ron Paul site? Well, that's a good question. Yeah, I mean, you're, that's a good you're question. You're not even a, not even an expat American. Yeah. No, no, I'm not. I'm not, and I'm not very knowledgeable about politics. And I wasn't fond at all um, about politics uh, two years ago. Um, but it did have a very good impact in me and in my life, and. Uh, you know, there are a lot of signs out there that say, Dr. Paul cured my apathy, and that's that's the very same thing that happened to me. Um, you know, when you feel that you're alone and uh, that you have these uh, things that runs your life, that run your life, which are your principles, and you don't find them anywhere close to you, you know, and you don't know anyone that has them, uh, it can be like a lonely lonely kind of, uh, you know, life. Uh, not in terms of uh, company, because you, you can have a lot of friends and a lot of family, but uh, there's no one to share those values with. Um, so are you saying that you basically, you resonate with Ron Paul because of his ideals, not because of any connection with the politics or the US government, but because what he's talking about is just a good way for humans to live and you're another human exactly his values and uh, I, I actually don't you know I, I'm actually not sure if uh, the system where he's at right now actually will you know will work for him um, but I do respect a lot of his values I share them he changed my life as I, as I told you because of knowing him in the first place and after after him I, I knew several people that are like-minded so the, the website the Ron Paul Spanish website is mostly it is in support of Ron Paul and what he stands for and if that 
helps him, that's awesome. But it's more directed to another Eric, <laughs> another me that might be, uh, I don't know, lurking around some place in, <laughs> in the dark there and, and some place in the world. And he might not speak English, you know, he might speak Spanish. So if I can reach to any of those guys and tell them, hey, you know, you're not alone. There are some other people that have your values. Here's, a, here's one example. That's great, and that, that's why I decided to do the uh, the website. Does all of that stuff have an impact on the way you live here in um, Buenos Aires, in the sense that the Argentinian government has got this long history of um, using the jackboot, hasn't it? Um, it's not, it hasn't been known to be a peaceful government, necessarily. Um, so you seem to be talking a little bit about uh, countering the traditional Argentinian governmental lifestyle. Yeah, I wouldn't say uh, traditional Argentinian since um, our constitution, our original constitution from 1853 uh, was uh, very much alike to the U.S. constitution and with the same values of liberty. Uh, it was almost a copy of it. Um, Alberti, who was um, the the, mo the almost the, the, the main author of, of the Constitution, was uh, very fond of Jefferson's ideas of, of freedom and liberty, um, and uh, so our, our very own history is very much alike to the to the first history of the U.S. And I'd say we did very well. We were following the Constitution. Then, well, came some um, parts in history where the Constitution was stopped um, and was changed, um, and that became and then resulted in what you might know today of what Argentina is and what its politics is, and, and it's very, very far away from what it was in the very beginning, So, just as, as the U.S. probably. I mean, Argentina was one of the... Um, first countries in, in, in terms of development in the world. It was seventh, the seventh country after Canada in the 1920s. We were doing pretty good mm. uh, while we followed the Constitution. But uh, What's it like living here? You've lived a little bit elsewhere. Can you, I'd like you to give me a snapshot of life in Argentina, life in Buenos Aires. Well, my whole life here... Uh, you lived here all your life? Yeah, all my life. Uh, in apartment blocks like this? No, not really. Um, I went to a school that was uh, on the outsides of the city of Buenos Aires. Uh, it's in the province, actually, of Buenos Aires. I lived uh, most of my life in a house. And it really differs, you know, from where you are. It's, uh, I'm sure it's the same on different countries, The lifestyle of a city is very different to to the provinces and if you, even the the Buenos the province of Buenos Aires is the lifestyle and the culture is very very different from other provinces i don't know I, I, it's it's very hard to compare you know to to other places since i only only had a experience of 4 months in the US and and it was a, a ski resort so it wasn't very much of a you know, of reality. It wasn't, it wasn't real, was it? Right, it wasn't real. I'd say you, you can live here pretty well, pretty, pretty decently. 
Um, but you have, you know, a lot of uh, intermission of the state in, in the life of the individual. There's not a lot of diversity in terms of way of thinking and of uh, political postures, you know, political stance. It's very sad sometimes when you, you're talking to people you know and they all say the same at the same time, exactly in the identical same tone, you know, it's, it, it's tough sometimes. They're not thinking it. for themselves, is that what you're saying? Yeah, I mean, I don't want to say exactly that. They might not care to think about certain things. You know, you cannot know everything about everything. We noticed the people I'm staying with and the people who've come previous years have been saying that um, the malongas and the cafes and the restaurants are very, very, very quiet this year. And the thought is that it's, um, it's not because it's the off-season, it's because of the scare of, of um, swine flu and that... Basically, the government has said, uh, stay home, be afraid, and everybody is. Right. Is Well, that's a very good example about it, right? Uh, doesn't matter who you talk to. Uh, they all say the same. And, and, what, wonder, what, what, and what are they saying? That it's very dangerous, that you have to stay home, that government has to intervene, that uh, you can't do this, you cannot do that, that government has to, you know allocate certain couple million, not a couple actually, I was reading on a newspaper two days ago, they were relocating 250 million pesos for, you know, preventing uh, the, the swine flu to expand, I don't know where, um, but when you start reading, and, and that, you know, it does make very, I was expecting that to happen, you know, either that or some... Um, compulsory vaccine that did happen that in, in 1976 that actually happened in the U.S. with the same same flu, the swine flu. It's, it's kind of obvious when you start seeing all this crazy stuff. I, I'm not saying that you don't have to be cautious about health issues, right? I'm saying that just be responsible for yourself. Try to see what's going on. Try to read about it so that if someone asks you asks you why are you doing certain stuff you know why are you staying home why are you using um those masks for yeah. and we have seen a few masks around the place a few people are wearing them if you, if someone asks you that that you can sit down and tell him the reason why you're doing that but i'm sure 90% of the people that are you know acting in, in this manner are won't be able to tell you the reason why they're doing that. They just heard about it. They just they were told about certain things, and they're good with that. So do Argentinians have a personality of following what they're told? Yes, I think so. I pretty much think so. But um, Argentinians also seem to have a personality of riot and rebellion when they are pushed too far as well. Well, I think that's a human. that's human nature, right? Um, but you can delay that response and you can delay, you know, crush. Argentina has got this image in my mind that they will tear down the parliament if they're not treated respectfully by their governments. And they seem... Well, how many presidents did they go through back in 2001? They went through, what, six presidents in right. four weeks or something? Right. You know, like, that. that is not a passive nation... 
I, I don't think that, that that's a result of, um, you know, I, I've seen some, a little bit of a, of a reaction uh, on that um, on that situation you, you, you're talking about. Just a, a glimpse of a reaction. That's what Argentinians felt. But actually, I saw it as more of the same. Uh, things didn't change at all. Um, and what what you what you expect of Argentinians is what I would expect. Uh, that the same thing happened to me with uh, the Americans. I would expect a, a country that was, uh, you know, born with certain uh, values of freedom and uh, and that had this independent. They were independent from from England and they achieved the, the impossible. I would expect from them that if someone would want to take away any little bit of, of what they fought for, that they would, I don't know, tear everything down, you know, and, and fight for it. But it seems that there are very intelligent ways to keep um, people, you know, comfortable and not very concerned about the, the important stuff, you know. That's like saying that people are, you know, are dumb or, or stupid, and it's not, it's not the... It's not the case. I think people are very intelligent, but when you, you have no time to, to think, because you have to use it to survive, you have priorities in, in your life, right? If you have to eat, you're not going to start thinking about philosophy. <laughs> If you have to uh, feed your kids, you're not going to start thinking about economics, and you're not going to spend time on it. So there are a lot of ways to stop people thinking, you know. You, you basically paint a picture of uh, the people of Argentina being very similar to the people of most of the Western countries of the world that I see. Basically manipulated by media and government and systems and companies to be in a certain box. And uh, most people are kept comfortable enough that they don't have to think, but not so comfortable that they have time to think. So, is life in Buenos Aires easy, hard, comfortable, challenging? Well, whenever you define uh, that kind of uh, adjectives, you have to have a you know, comparison with uh, other places. Well, let's um, start with you. Have you got a comfortable life here? I did. Um, I'd say I, I am I'm happy and I, I can I have a lot of possibilities. I'm very fortunate to have the possibilities I have to be healthy, to be able to eat, to be able to have the time to read, educate myself. I had great parents that took care of me. Many, many people didn't have that uh, opportunity, so I'm, I'm very glad that I had that opportunity. I tell you, you, you can take care of yourself here in Argentina. It's not a place where you're... It's not the perfect place where you might be able to reach your goals very easily or to have your dreams, uh, you know, come true. I cannot think of any part of the world that that's uh, an easy one right now, but it's not like you're going to have a, the South American dream or, or anything right now. But you can, you can, you know, reach certain goals and uh, live quite comfortable. If you, if you know what you're doing. 
I'd say it's a nice, it's a good place to live right now. If you're looking for a nice city, uh, a lot of culture, but it has, uh, as anywhere else, it has its pros and cons. I've noticed a couple of things in the last few days since I've been here. I noticed coming in from the airport, the uh, the squatter areas, you know, where the poverty, right. bad, bad poverty. And I've seen a couple of people on the streets who uh, are doing it hard. But around here in particular, the amount of money dripping off some of these stores is just staggering. I feel like in some ways I'm walking down Fifth Avenue in New York. Yeah, it's uh, that's that happens whenever, in my perspective, that happens whenever government is... Um, in control of the economy, the gas, the the gap between poverty and uh, and the rich people continually uh, gets uh, bigger and bigger. Um, you know, this country, for for those who don't know um, the geography and the climate of this country, probably ha- it it does have all the climates. It has a lot of um, of soil for. Um, agriculture, agriculture, and uh, it's it's a very rich uh, territory. We should all be rich here. Mm. We and uh, we were very prosperous more than a hundred years ago, or a hundred years ago. Um, but we could be even more prosperous than that. It, it's just crazy that there we have poverty here. Um, I don't know. In, in school, I can talk to any guy that's is studying a business and doesn't have any clue on business still but they do have hundreds of ideas on how to create wealth and how to um, be an entrepreneur and to provide jobs and to uh, take people out of the streets but since that has a lot of regulations from from the state and the government that's not possible I've known a guy that had a started a, a business with a manufacturer of t-shirts and all of his employees were uh, from the streets poor people from the streets but and, and they they were doing pretty well that business was taking care of a lot of families and he couldn't continue with that business because gov- he didn't meet the uh, government regulations the, you know the people that he was hiring, they, they didn't met with the regulations that the state requires, so he had to stop that business. He couldn't, you know, and even the, the, the same workers that were working there were pleading for, for the business to continue. But, you know, as it always happens, a bureaucrat from a certain office comes and tells someone what is in their best interest and he he knows better what's in his own interest than the person itself. I might be wrong in my in my assertions. I might not be as uh, enlightened, but at least I I try to think about it and I try to to see a different way. That doesn't seem to be very very common here in Argentina, unfortunately. Do you know what I see in your face? I see somebody who's almost frustrated that people aren't thinking for themselves. <laughs> it is frustrating. It is. Uh, I mean, I don't I don't just see it, you know, on, on people on the streets. I see it among 
some friends and family members. Um, so sometimes it is frustrating. I, long time ago, I decided just, you know, keep keep reading, keep trying to get information, keep thinking for myself as I as I did since I was 13, probably. I'm not trying to convince anyone or, or try to... I think that is a process that has to come from oneself. Mm. On a lighter note, tomorrow it's the 9th of July. So it's uh, Independence Day here, isn't it? Right. Yeah. What are you doing? It's a big national day, isn't it? Give us a... For, give us an out... Give an insider's view to the outsiders listening what the 9th of July means. You know, it's not a huge celebration day in terms of, of practical evidence. If you go outside tomorrow, probably you won't notice much of a difference uh, of what you've seen today. I don't know. That, that's just because I, I think people are not very interested in, in that and very interested in, in knowing what it really is, what it really means. I picture myself a person that was actually born here in Argentina, but uh, for me, I'm more global in the in, in those terms, right? I was born in in planet Earth, and uh, what I look for is not a territory where where to live, where to stay, but I look for the values that I have. It doesn't. I don't care if they come from you know. Uh, what they call Argentina, what they call China, what they call uh, Australia. I wouldn't say uh, I wouldn't call myself a patriotic because of, of that of of, of, of patriotism, as yep. I see it. Yep. But more, but I'm sure I, I stand uh, close to a lot of values that uh, the founders of this country held. Um, I don't see any of those values today here, so uh, I don't know if um, to celebrate or... Just... Are you going to do anything tomorrow? Because some people go out of town, don't they? Yeah, some do. Uh, there is a tradition of uh, you know getting together with uh, friends, family, and having hot chocolate and uh, churros, which is a... Um, it's like a croissant, but... Uh, it's a long one, and it has uh, milk jam, uh, dulce de leche, inside of it. That sort of tradition. Right. But, uh, yeah, you, you'll you'll see tomorrow, and you might have a good good perspective of what it is. And, you know, each year is different. Uh, sometimes uh, they will have a parade. Last year, they didn't. Last year, they you couldn't find any difference with any other day that... People don't feel like they have anything to celebrate. You know? Oh, okay. The the morale right now is uh, kind of low in, in Argentina, I'd say. Interesting. Okay. Eric, thanks very much for coming on your story. Thank you. It was a pleasure to have you here, and uh, I enjoyed it a lot. Nice to see the inside of Argentina through your eyes. Thank thanks, you. mate. Goodbye. Now satellites up in the sky can see you naked anytime at the anchor a TV screen will crack a smile in a tragedy and I still don't know just where we're gonna go gonna do no one thing you got to be free to understand and feel the little things and is it just me who swears that life